Hello, and you are very welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast, brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout the series, I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. So today I'm joined in the Public Eye podcast studio by Robert McConnell, director, and Judith Neal, general manager of Pinnacle Growth Group. So Judith and Robert, you're very welcome to the studio. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Good, thanks, Good, Good to have you here today. Now, before we begin, I'm going to give a little bit of background on Robert, Judith, and indeed the business. Established in 2018 and headquartered in Lisbon, Pinnacle Growth Group has a multi-sectoral client base, providing business growth support to organisations in Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, and GB. The firm is led by co-founders, Robert McConnell in the studio, and also Dr. Scott King. So Robert is a chartered director, chartered engineer, a fellow of the Institute of Directors and the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining, twice IODNI Director of the Year in 2017 and 2019. For over 15 years, though, Robert has provided strategic direction and operational leadership to local, regional and international organisations. Graduating in both engineering and business, Robert combines technical ability with astute commercial awareness, providing clear and logical advice to support Pinnacle Growth Group's many and varied clients. Now, Judith Neal is General Manager at Pinnacle Growth Group, bringing over 20 years of experience in sales, marketing and business leadership to the team. Judith is skilled in business development, commercial acumen and building lasting customer relationships. Judith has worked in a variety of different roles across several different sectors and has a strong drive and determination to succeed and win business. Judith plays an immediate and an important role in developing long-lasting and impactful relationships with Pinnacle Growth Group's clients. So Robert, I suppose if I could start with you first of all to give our listeners a bit more information about yourself and the fact that you've co-founded this business. Why? Yeah, sir. <clears throat> I suppose I had worked with a lot of different consultancy businesses through my career to date before starting Pinnacle. I've been very heavily involved in the aerospace industry and the engineering industry and you come into a lot of contact with advisory businesses and consultancy businesses. And along with my business partner, Scott King, we thought we could provide something different in the marketplace. So we're very focused on adding value, very practical advice, and we use our lived experience uh, to bring, you know, better advice, hopefully, to our clients. So, And did you find having that business partner was you know, really good for getting started in the first place? It definitely was. It meant that if one of us was working with a client, the other one could be thinking about business development or if we were both busy, uh, then we could, you know, work better with more than one client, obviously, or more than a number of clients. And Judith, how long have you been with Pinnacle Growth Group then? I joined Pinnacle in October last year um, as head of business growth and then in April was promoted to general manager. Ah, so just, just over like a year. Yes, so you've just done very like well. <laughs> and what was your background then? So really mostly uh, sales and uh, key account management and just prior to Pinnacle Growth Group I was commercial director in a manufacturing business. 
case you bring a, a wealth of experience and expertise and Robert that's really the key to building a business isn't it is having those key people uh, completely we say it to everybody who listen our clients our competitors people in the market it's all about our team and we're very pleased with the experience that we've brought to the business over the last years so te- tell us more then about Pinnacle Growth Group you know what exactly do you do and what services do you offer Okay, well, we are a business consultancy or management consultancy, but we're very, very focused on business growth. So we work with growth-aspiring businesses who want to um, you know, develop and grow and change what they do. So we offer services across finance for growth, where we help with a lot of, grant, lot of grants and funding, a lot of finance. Um, we also support business improvements. So we help companies do what they want to do better, and we support sales and export growth, especially helping SMEs maybe access new markets. And how do you find the business in the first place? This is the the $100,000 question. Well, we're, we're very fortunate now. We're, we're almost five years old, and a lot of business comes to us through word of mouth, or a client tells another client, or someone moves on and brings us with them to the new business. But we're also very strong, I think, in our marketing, and we try hard to get our brand out there and our brand message, and we win new business that way as well. And Judith, in your short experience uh, at the company, what do you what do you make of them? It's a really interesting company, and a really they've got a really positive, dynamic attitude. Um, I think we also really stick to our values and our mission to add value to our clients, um, and always to provide straightforward and honest advice. It's something that sometimes can be difficult when maybe you're you're putting across a difficult message but it's really important that we stick with what we believe in and um, and get that message across. And how hard is it for a company to grow? When, at what point in your business do you decide we need to go further and you know what, we need some help to do that? For ourselves or for other clients? For other clients. For other clients. I think clients need to be looking to expand to um, look at different markets and export markets. Um, I think they look need to look at where they want to go in a long longer term plan, but also a shorter term plan, and really make sure that they've got all the basics in place to do that and the processes in place to do that. And sometimes it's nice to have external support in that to help you look from an outside perspective um, to make sure that you are make, making all the right decisions on the way. And Robert, do you remember that first customer and do you remember whenever you knew that you'd made a difference and you were you were on to something and for the client too? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I remember it very, very well indeed. Our first client was based in Newry here and we had a very close working relationship with them through that first year of our business. And I could see at different stages that we had made a real difference, whether it was you know helping them to get grant funding or accompanying them to win new business or something like that. You know, it, it was very positive for them and us. And if there's anyone listening to this who curious or perhaps sceptical, you know, what do you do when somebody lifts up the, f- the phone and calls you or meets you face to face? Where do you start? Yeah, well, we love that when you get that call. How can you help? Obviously, that's that's brilliant. Um, but immediately we want to understand what their ambitions are, their goals and what their current circumstances are. So um, are they in a position to grow? What difficulties are they facing? Is it to do with needing more sales or needing more money or needing to improve? And we'll very honestly kind of assess that and provide them with a, a proposal or suggestion about what we can do that will make a difference. And if we don't think we can make a difference or add value, we won't be proposing something random just to just to put our day in. You know, we have to add value. That's all about our, our mission with those clients to do that. And when you do make that transformation or you do take that business to the next level, whatever that looks like, how does that feel? It 
feels fantastic, <laughs> obviously. Um, nothing gives us more of a buzz in our business than helping others grow their business. And, and when our clients succeed and they you know, they get that new sale or they get the grant or they've they've made a change in their business, we're over the moon for them, obviously. And for our team member who's our team members who've worked with them. So tell us about the team. How many do you have? Well, we're now 14 uh, headcount with two new people joining us in the next couple of months. And it's something we're really passionate about. We're really passionate about the team and their internal development. So we have a breadth of expertise within the team. Uh, We have legal graduates. We have English graduates with engineers. So it's a real breadth to what we can offer. Uh, But we're also really focused on their internal development. And four of the team members at the minute are actually going through courses to progress along their own personal pl- um, development and so how, it's really important how do you find the right people with difficulty <laughs> yeah that <laughs> seems to be a big issue for so many people at the minute it, it is a difficult market but at the same time we were really fussy about taking on new staff and the new staff that we take on first and foremost it's about their attitude and will they fit in with the team and uh, you know complement and build on the culture that we've developed but obviously then they have to have good skills and experience or else they can't provide advice to clients. And how hard is it to always get it right? Um, I think we've been very fortunate so far in that in the in that the team that we do have are are very good with clients and very capable and competent in themselves, but also they have ambition to grow and succeed and so we can work with that and we can help them to develop into sort of the best professionals that they can be. Uh, Recruitment's one thing, retention is the other. That's when you've got the really good ones. How do you keep them? And you say investing in your staff is something that you really pride yourselves on? I think it's about investing in them but I think it's also about trying to bring them really interesting projects and interesting clients. We think when a client comes to us we think long and hard about which team member is the right one to be involved in that project so they're all getting to work on really interesting projects which is good for their development but also good for the client so it's a good fit. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 So tell us what are the core values then of Pinnacle? Robert, probably I'd be best ask you. I don't know. I think you could ask anyone their ah. business and they could probably uh, come back with them because we, we make such a big deal of them and, and we always have. Um, we have three kind of core values that we that we live by. Um, firstly, we try and go above and beyond uh, for all our clients. So we've all worked with advisory firms where maybe they deliver the bare minimum or a report later on. That's not us. We try to deliver all that's expected and more for the clients. We, we keep our knowledge up to date. That's another value. So we encourage our team and us as a business to keep absolutely up to date with, with our subject matter. And our third value is to provide honest and straightforward advice. You've heard Judith mention it and I've mentioned it. If we, you know, if we can't do something, we'll say. If we have a difficult message to deliver, we'll say. And we're always honest and straightforward with our clients and ourselves. And Judith, were these core values something that you bought into whenever you 
said, I'd love to come and work here. Yeah, 100%. When I met both Robert and Scott, they were passionate about that um, and passionate about what they can do for the client. The, the, the whole basis of the business is all about clients and client focus and really, really giving back to the clients and also helping in Northern Ireland and trying to increase employment in Northern Ireland and helping businesses in Northern Ireland grow. We have clients outside of Northern Ireland, but our core business is, is there at the minute and it's really important to us. So that's really interesting too. So your clients' growth will ultimately result in more jobs and better qualities and standards of life and people won't we won't have the brain drain then that we've been experiencing. Absolutely. And over the last four and a half, nearly five years, with the work that we've done, it's helped um, to create over 500 jobs in Northern Ireland um, alongside um, over £15 million pounds worth of funding for clients. So it, you know, we really do feel that we're making a difference to the local businesses and businesses in the Republic of Ireland and also across in GB. Wow, 15 million and 500 actual jobs. I mean, Robert, take it back to whenever you first started this. Did you ever dream that you would be that successful? I suppose when we started, we dreamt of building a business rather than just, you know, consulting as a as a person on our own. But we can't really have imagined where it would lead to. But I think we've that, Scott and I both have that ambition to grow and that focus on success. And so it's not a surprise, but certainly it's, better than I ever would have expected. Do you have a typical client? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, no. There's no such thing. No, I don't think so. But um, I think it's very important that a client has ambition to grow or is growth aspiring um, because we're going to come in and we're going to provide those tools and opportunities. And if that's not where they really want to go, um, it's going to be you know, very difficult. So they have to have that strategy in place or that ambition that we can strategize around and, and support them. I mean, you come from very much a, an engineering background. Do you feel more attracted to clients in that arena? No, I wasn't a very good engineer, so that's why <laughs> I work in consultancy now. No, I, I've been drawn to management and leadership for the last kind of 15 years of my career. And so um, I've experienced growing engineering and manufacturing businesses. And so Naturally, we support a lot of that type of business, but we have clients in every sector across Northern Ireland, Republic and GB. And so certainly there's no sector that comes to us that doesn't get a, a full and capable service. I mean, there are many different people listen to this podcast. Some maybe have had an entrepreneurial idea. They haven't even got it off the ground. Others, you know, are, are building million pound businesses. If you had any advice to give, Judith, just on taking that step towards growing your business or expanding, do you have any tips just, you know, apart from calling yourselves? Um, what's the first thing you would be telling people to consider? I think you have to be open to support and also open to challenge. Um, I think it's very important to be able to be challenged and look at other options along the way. Um, and I think, again, to be able to look out Within ourselves, our own organisation, we look at external organisations to support some areas where we don't have huge strengths. So I think it's important to be able to look at where there's expertise like marketing or PR and be able to look and search for that help. Yeah, it's knowing your strengths and then knowing when you do need to reach out. But so much of it comes down to trust, Robert. Who can you trust to look after your business, especially if you've built it from scratch? Yeah, well, as someone who's founded a business, I, I completely get that. But I think you need to look at the track record of the person that you're engaging with. And you need to look at their successes. Uh, in our case, we would encourage new clients to talk to old clients or to look at case studies of old projects. 
And when we're taking advice, we do the same thing. So we want to make sure that people that we trust with um, private things in our business have our best interests at heart and they're going to provide a good service. And also maybe if you're talking to people earlier on their um, in their journey, you know, to find funding or to, to invest money is, is such a, a big commitment mm-hmm. and seen as a risk. But most of the people actually who've sat in here and taken that risk and thought, what if I never am able to pay these people back or, you know, borrowing off family and friends. But it's always paid off. Do you find that? Yeah, no, I think, you you know, entrepreneurs who've started businesses very often succeed. They very often do well, but we hear the other side of it, you know, and uh, clients who or people who don't do well scare off potential entrepreneurs. But I think with our experience, we can we can talk to those people and say, Here's an example of someone who did the same thing as you're thinking of doing and here's how it worked out and here's how you can de-risk it and here's how you can manage it and here's the support that's available either financially or, or not financially to support their journey. And that's what we would hear also is that you listen to so many different people so it makes sense actually to talk to, to real experts who are on this journey day and daily. Yeah, I think it's also very important. One of our um, key parts of the business is that we spend a lot of time out with the clients so we really understand where they want to go and how they want to get there so we spend a lot of time doing the actual work in clients premises we'll sometimes ask them for a a corner of their office and sit down and spend the day with them and have a cup of coffee with them as well so it means that you get a real insight into the the business and their goals and aspirations as well gosh that's really interesting i'd love to hear a little bit more about that side of things so you're sort of immersing yourself and what are you doing watching listening looking quite often it may be that we might be filling in the application for the funding or um, helping with a business plan. But whilst doing that, um, you are immersed in their business. You're also picking up their culture and their values and understanding every stakeholder in the business. So you're not only getting a perspective from the one person who you've maybe engaged with, you're getting a perspective from everybody involved. You're seeing the dynamics of the business and all of that can add value when you're actually um, producing a piece of work. So it's not just, I think Robert mentioned it as well, we're not just producing a generic report. It's very bespoke to the client and, and their aims and aspirations. So does that involve sometimes, Robert, having difficult conversations if perhaps you've picked up on certain personalities, uh, 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 maybe the culture's not quite right? Does, that, does some people feel that they have to be pushed yeah, sometimes on behalf of our client, we need to engage with their team and, and perhaps push uncomfortably at times for, for what's best. Sometimes that means having a difficult conversation with the client, the business owner or director, and saying, do you realise, you know, this isn't where your team are going or this isn't where the strengths are? But but spending time on site allows us to, to know those people better and have those conversations more easily and more honestly. And Bringing some chocolate biscuits to have the conversation <laughs> mm. over always helps. Now you're talking. And that's ultimately the bottom line is growth requires change quite often. And people, and especially I think here in Northern Ireland, we can be quite resistant to change. Um, but when you when you bring people with you, you know, that yeah, chocolate biscuits help. But, you know, how do you win everybody over to a new way of working or a new idea? Yeah, well. I think often Northern Ireland we get labelled as not being very good at change but I think very often we're, we're willing and able to change but maybe it doesn't last or it doesn't stick and so we're very focused on creating lasting change or sustainable change and that, that's about winning hearts and minds and, and that may not be the business owner, it may be members of the team but you need to show them the new opportunity, the new condition and, and de-risk it 
for them and show them how it'll work and hopefully um, make that change last. So the business was established in 2018. Obviously, it was quite a, a tricky time to set up a business. You didn't have a crystal ball and didn't know what was ahead, but you've been on quite a growth journey yourself. Talk us through from start to where you are now. Yeah, well, obviously, day one, it was just Scott and I, but quite quickly, we were focused on, on growing the team. And when we could, we did. Um, and we, we came along uh, to the start of COVID with four or five team members. But during that period, we saw a lot of other businesses bagging off and, you know, uh, maybe taking their focus off their growth. But for us, um, it actually made things easier to win new clients. It provided opportunities for new business that we might not otherwise have accessed. And so Scott and I certainly threw ourselves into that. And we grew the business continually year on year um, to where we are now. And Judith, you know, you coming in as well uh, with your experience in sales and marketing, um, the way we actually connect with people, build relationships has totally transformed, but perhaps in, in a good way in that, you know, you can communicate so easily now on on Zoom and Teams, etc. Do you think anything beats the face-to-face though? Not for me, no, unfortunately. Um, But I think there's a place for both. You could certainly make very initial conversations and connections across Zoom or Teams, but we do like to be out in front of the client and spend time with the client, and I think it really does pay off. I think it's very interesting because sometimes when companies are growing, there's maybe different plans and different strategies, and it's important that everybody is working towards the same goal. Um, We spent time with a particular client, and there was five people in the room, and when we asked where they wanted to go in three to five years' time, everybody had a different idea, Ah. and it was really important, and that whole group um, conversation brought everybody along to sort of one pathway. So I think being with those people in a room, you would never have got that over Teams or Zoom, you know, but it just wouldn't have worked, and it wouldn't have the same outcome. I think we should send you up to Stormont. How did you manage that? So everybody had a different way of, of, of imagining where they were going. How do you get them all coming down to one? I think you have to pull it back and I have to think you have to go small steps at a time and make sure there's an understanding. I think probably at that stage, the team didn't actually realise that they were all thinking a different way and it was really important to have them all in the room and, and breaking it down into small chunks and small goals and getting them all to think in, along the same uh, line or pathway. And as general manager then as well, how would you describe your leadership style? I think I'm all about the team and the client. Um, I am very focused on the team, the culture of the company and um, and progressing the team, making sure that they're enjoying what they're doing, but also also adding value to their, their clients. Um, we have a really good atmosphere in the team and they really want to be in the office, which is really nice. And they are good at collaborating, um, looking for advice. None of them are afraid to ask for help and support. Um, they know Robert and Scott are both there to, to support them on their journey as well. And that, that Robert and Scott's plans to continue to grow the business include them and take them on their way. So obviously it's changed so much how you how you run the business. You don't have to do this side of, of, of the business anymore. Is that something that you welcome, Robert, not having to manage the day-to-day, manage the people, or, or did you enjoy that? Yeah, as the business has grown, it's outgrown what Scott and I can provide to it on a daily basis, and so Judith's role is key in the business, but I still really enjoy working with the team, and it would be very strange that I wouldn't engage with 
all or any of them every week. And I'm also involved in mentoring a couple of the team kind of informally over time, you know, to help them progress to where they want to be. And that's something that would come out of, you know, the, the work that Judith would do with the team and identifying either gaps or opportunities where, you know, they could progress their career if only I would help. So that's very rewarding for me and hopefully for them. And as you will know, um, if you're building a successful business, it's so much about um, in the future, if you want to attract those people to work in the business, they want to know where you stand, what your values are. They want to know all about your policies on diversity and inclusion. They want to know how you're protecting the planet, how you're investing in the community. Are those things that you actually invest in yourself? Oh, very much so. Um, we're in Apart from the very bad weather at the minute, we're in the middle of installing solar in our offices. We want to reduce our energy footprint. And um, we're just coming up to Christmas again and we'll we'll be supporting a couple of local charities with, with donations and support. And and um, we again our team are involved in that and helping us choose what we do and understanding what we do. A member of our team's undertaking a uh, some extra training and sustainability and he's also rolling that out in our business, looking at our carbon footprint. And so we're quite public about these things and we have policies in place and, and procedures, but but it's lived, it's not just on paper, you know, we're, we're actually put it into practice. It's no longer just a tick box exercise for companies. It is that ESG compliance mm-hmm. that you need. You need to be looking after the environment, your your people, your place, and, and there's governance around that as well. Is that something that you deal with on a daily basis, Judith? Absolutely, and that's, so we're very, it's very important to the crux of the business, but also now we've, we've, invested in one of the team actually going through that course so that we can spread that news and help companies achieve the goals that they're looking for as well. So one of the team just completed his course last week and he's going to start looking um, at clients and how they can look at their their carbon footprint and how he can help to advise them on how to improve that. So not only internally but also as an addition that we can offer our clients. It's a bit of a, a learning curve for everyone at the minute isn't it but it's definitely where it's at. Do you enjoy what you do? Absolutely love it. Uh, love the passion within the, with both Robert and Scott and also um, within the team. Um, and I think the clients that we have, um, the diversity of the clients is wonderful and the engagement they have both when they come into the office. We have, a, we have really beautiful offices in Lisburn. In fact, we've just doubled the size of them and knocked through into the building next door, which again supports the growth and the expansion of our own company. But we enjoy bringing clients there as well as meeting them outside and all that it brings in the conversations and the successes that other companies have. So yeah, um, absolutely love it. And Robert, you love it too, obviously, or you wouldn't have started it. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I really enjoy what we do. Um, I love working with clients. I love visiting someone new and hearing all about their business. Um, it's really, really interesting, but I especially love the team that we've built, love working with them, and I think we provide a good service so I can go home proud in the evening. Yeah, and then investing in that bricks and mortar Mm -hmm. premises as well, because given the last few years and homeworking and hybrid working, where are you with that with your team? Yeah, so we, well, when COVID hit initially, um, we moved to remote, which was very easy because we already had that kind of style of working. You know, people are out at client sites logging on remotely, so it wasn't a big change to go home and log on remotely. But as soon as we could or we were allowed, we're back in the office and now we're working to hybrid model. So people are in two or three days a week and at home two or three days are with clients a day. And so 
Um, it's very, very flexible, but we find that people love to be together in the office collaborating. It's especially good for younger members of the team because maybe they haven't had a lot of experience in an office and so they can see uh, the way people work and learn a lot from the more senior members of the team, uh, which is very positive. How do you celebrate success? We try very hard uh, to to remember to celebrate success. That's the yeah. that's the first thing you can take everything for granted and just mm. keep going. But we stop as a team, um, whether it's you know recently highly commended and professional services firm of the year in Northern Ireland, and so you know we'll we'll take the team out to the awards dinner, or maybe the next day we'll have and uh, we'll stop for lunch together, and, and you know quite regularly we have team lunches together, and we stop, uh, and also every Monday morning we have a team meeting to kick off the week and instead of it being a, a debrief of the week before in a very practical sense you know we start off by celebrating the successes of the week before so this client got a big grant or such and such passed their course or, or some you know what's the good news from the week before and that's how we start our week which is brilliant first that's the best thing to do on a Monday morning rather than the post-mortem yes on what went wrong and I suppose learning how to give feedback and how to protect your business but also realize that people are desperate to do a good job and you know then how, how would you describe your leadership style if you do need to pull someone up on on something yeah, well, I think uh, if you asked anyone, hopefully they'd say the same thing, and that is that we're immediately honest. And so if something needs to be said, we'll certainly say it. But in a caring and developmental way, you know, we want to we want team to learn from their mistakes, but we want them to grow and be good at their job. We don't want anyone, you know, being afraid of having a conversation with someone in management. And at the same time, we don't want them dislagging their job or not wanting to go to work. So... Yes, sometimes difficult conversations need to be had, but there's no reason why those can't be positive and people come out the other end thinking, yeah, now I know how to do a good job. Have you been affected or influenced by any leadership styles that you've seen over the years when you either think, I definitely don't want to be this one, but I would really like to be that one? I think I've been really... No names, obviously. (laughs) I think I've been really fortunate uh, to work earlier in my career under some really good managers and leaders. Um, you know, one gentleman stands out as being a fantastic manager, not because he was the best person at the job, but he was the best at getting the best out of us. And, and he really tailored his approach to everybody who worked for him. And so he knew what would get me going or get my colleague going. And so that's certainly influenced me that I don't need to be the best at anything. If I have good people around me and I can enable them, then that's a good good way to achieve success. And same question to you, Judith. Have you been influenced uh, or any key role models in your life that have brought you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I remember my first manager um, when I first entered the workplace and uh, she was a massive influence um, on my career and still hear what she's up to and would still take a lot of learning from her and have also on the other side of it had maybe not so positive um, management which makes is a learning in itself and really does help you to decide how you're going to manage your team and to bring the best out in everybody I think as a as a team as a senior management team we're quite hard on ourselves and we challenge um, ourselves regularly to make sure that we are giving the most to our team and making sure that we're approachable and that if errors are made or mistakes are made 
well, we'll help them through them and, you know, that there's no blame or, you know, it's a, it's let's learn and let's make it better um, in the best way possible. I mean, Robert, you've all, I was going to just talk about the competition in, in yeah. your market at, at the minute. How do you compare to your competitors? I know you've already said that, you know, you don't do things shoddily or, you know, vanilla uh, reports. So how would you describe yourselves as standing out from the competition? Yeah, I think we do stand out, um, both in terms of our results and our success, but our approach that I've mentioned, you know, we, we try to be dynamic, we're always focused on adding value, and I think we bring a very positive experience to our clients, but actually we're really good collaborators in the marketplace, so people that, if you googled us and googled them, you might assume they're our, our competitors, actually we're working with them and collaborating, and I think that's a good approach, especially you know, times are a wee bit harder at the minute. There's, you know, a lot of economic doom and gloom out there. We don't really need lots of competitors, do we? And so we're focused on seeing who we can work with, who we can collaborate with. And if we can't do it, maybe they can. Mm. If they can't do it, hopefully we can. And so we're very good at partnering with other consultancy businesses who share our approach and our values. That's really interesting, actually. And, um, you know, together you're stronger and there's a better offering. Um, also better morale, I would suppose, out there. Where do you see yourselves going next? That's a really good question. How are you going to grow? Um, well, we can't grow without our clients or our team. And so if, if you asked all of our team what our focus is, they would say our clients. And if you asked the senior management team what our focus is, we would say our team. And so if they keep focusing on our clients, we'll help them grow. We'll win new clients. We'll grow our business. And we'll keep adding to our team, hopefully, to support that. That's absolutely amazing. Would you say the same thing, Judith? Absolutely. And I think um, as much as we really want to support Northern Ireland businesses, that is not the end of where we want to go. We have already got quite a few of clients um, across in GB and definitely that's where we want to have a presence and see ourselves. We believe that we can add value there as well and, and in the Republic of Ireland. And sure, why not further afield? Why not? Think big, absolutely. Now, I'll spring this one on you. I haven't had time to think about this, but I'm just wondering, and you've only been there for a short time, Judith, but was there a day that you thought, I love my job, this is fantastic, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I'm doing what I'm doing? Sometimes when there's been client success, um, but I think probably the two the two occasions um, when have been when we have been rewarded um, at uh, the uh, events and the team have been there to share that success because not we can't do it on our own it's all about the team so and the team have only got that accolade and that success by helping the clients so I think so that I'd, external recognition yeah. as well because you can pat everybody on the back but just to see your name up there on the screen and you know you've but done not it only about us yet yeah, it's the, the team, team. You know, and I think that they're so proud of it as well. So the whole team are proud and delighted to have been part of that journey, you know. And what about you, Robert? Yeah, my favourite day was the day Judith joined. Oh. <laughs> um, actually, you know, every day that I get to engage with clients is very good because you remember why you started the business. But like Judith said, um, having that external validation of our success is extremely positive. It was really nice last week at the at the Business Eye Awards where we won the, or highly commend it in the professional services firm of the year. We couldn't actually get the certificate back off the team. They were passing it around. They were taking selfies with it. They were <laughs> going to take it home. And so that was great. It wasn't Scott or I getting overexcited. It was the team really overexcited about that. Now, you're very much involved in the Institute of Directors as well. What does that do for you, That having that network? And you give so much to that network. 
Yeah, no, I really love engaging with that organisation. Um, I think, you know, it's work here in Northern Ireland especially is very good under Kirsty McManus. But um, for me, I, I think govern, governance can be a good thing. It's not a boring subject. It can be used for growth. Uh, we're very passionate about that in Pinnacle. We have our own board of directors, external uh, chairperson and non-executive directors. And so actually, you know, seeing what best practices in the marketplace, hearing the latest thinking on governance and business strategy and business leadership really helps us to bring that to our own business. And so I really enjoy giving in, in terms of that organisation, but I get a lot from it and what I learn. And in terms of looking at successful organisations or companies, and which one do you look at and think, wish I'd done that one? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I... I look endlessly very often at some of the, the technology businesses in the world and think that was a great idea, but it's easy to say that with hindsight. Yeah. And hopefully in 20 years' time, someone will answer that question by saying, Pinnacle, um, <laughs> and we'll have hopefully captured the market in some way. So thinking big is, is really important to you as well. Yes. Um, and it was a super idea that you started uh, back with Scott all those years ago. You're doing brilliantly. I'd love to know a little bit about the what you do in your day off, what, what's home life like for you? Do you get much time to away from the office? Um, yes, I definitely like to work a whole lot, and so I put in quite a few hours, but I suppose the, the modern way of working is very different and, and it can be quite flexible and I can get time to myself as well. Very interested in cars, love to play golf, uh, grew up on a farm and still spend a lot of time in the countryside, and so um, I bet my happiest in the middle of nowhere either playing golf or walking around sounds great judith same question to you yeah well i have two children who um are very focused part of my life i love to exercise but um i have since probably with robert taken up a bit of golf as well Ooh. so yeah we've we've played a couple of times with clients and also um uh, ourselves so that's always good fun although i'm a, a fair weather player not be out in a day like that but you've just taken it up well i've sort of dabbled in the past but had a wee bit more of an interest recently and as a non-golfer myself but connected to someone who golfs all the time sell it to me it's just great fun and being out in the fresh air and uh, it's always a good place to bounce ideas off each other as well. Sometimes it uh, can be a great way to, to focus and, um, and also be away and just be out in the fresh air. Now, the purpose of this podcast, and I ask this final question, you'll have listened to previous episodes and I ask this to all of the guests. So the purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as Pinnacle Growth Group. So what advice then would you give to people who may have a business idea, remember that Robert, and have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking, Robert, first of all? The first thing is to verbalise that idea, write it down or, or tell someone about it because sometimes when you say it out loud it reinforces that it is a good idea or that it isn't and straight after that you need to go and look for some good advice. So maybe you already have advisors in your life or if you don't, a business like ours will be able to you know give you some tips and directions of who, who to speak to and what to do. But um, And a piece of advice we give all our clients, whether it's a new business or a new idea in their business, is to fail fast and fail cheap. And so if you have an idea, well, have a go at it. You know, don't spend too much at it. Um, See if it 
if it has legs, if it'll go anywhere. And if it doesn't, at least you haven't invested your, your whole life savings into it. How long it. do you give? What's what's a short time? Yeah, well, as short as possible. And right. so if it's a new project or a new product, you know, trial it, trial it in the market, ask people, show people, try the service. And um, then if that if you can get that validation, then you know you're onto something. That's an idea worth investing in. Judith? I think it's very important to, to come to someone like ourselves and only because if we can't help, we might be able to signpost people to someone who can. But also, I think it, it goes back to our values in that we will give you straightforward and honest advice. So if we can't help or if we think that, you know, that's been done or it's not good to go, we will, you know, give that type of advice. But I think it's about doing your research um, and ensuring that you've you've put the you know, the groundwork in before you, you run, walk before you can run. So you really, um, even if there's somebody just with an idea at this stage, you can help? Oh, I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you came in to talk to me today in the Public Eye podcast. I've really enjoyed having you in the studio. I just wonder if there's a, a final message you'd like to give to anyone now who um, is thinking about getting in touch but hasn't quite been convinced yet. I don't know why. Yeah, no, definitely. Like Judah says, we'll talk to anyone. Please get in touch. Uh, we won't try to sell you a fancy business plan or something if that's not what you need. We'll signpost you and uh, we'll direct you and we'll keep in touch as your business grows. Maybe we'll have more to offer. And so definitely get in touch. Drop us an email, phone us, get in touch online um, and we'd be happy to help. OK, well, that was Robert McConnell, Director, and Judith Neal, General Manager of Pinnacle Growth Group. Thank you for being two great guests. Uh, very delighted to have you in the studio today. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and I'll be back again very soon with another fantastic episode of The Public Eye. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.